for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Kelsey Bove. How's it going today, Kelsey? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's, it's Sunday. It's, it's actually really nice outside right now, which is shocking, considering it's like November. Yeah, it's not like, here, so lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I mean, yeah, it, it's like 70, so when I say nice... It, yeah. It's not like screaming hot, but it's nicer than it should be. But yeah. Um, yeah. but first off, thank you so much for jumping back on. I know we've had this podcast kind of on the books for probably a good month at this point. Yeah. Um, and you, because there was a point there where I was going to start taking weekends off and you kind of snuck this one in <laughs> right before I started taking weekends off. And I was like, okay, cool. And Sorry then, about that. Oh, so you're good. And then like last week, I was like, you know what? kind of missed doing the podcast on the weekend so I like I opened up the weekends again and so yeah, it, it, it ended up not really mattering um but once again thank you so much for jumping on the podcast for the people that are new to our page and what weren't here six months ago there's a lot yeah. of them that weren't here six months ago um what, what's kind of your origin story let's do a little refresh on who you are what got you into music stuff like that yeah, so um, growing up, I've always like had music on in the house, as I'm sure lots of people have. Um, but um, when I was eight, one of my friends um, came into my class that day and they said, I've got a piano teacher. Does anyone feel like joining me? So I'm not on my own. And I was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> so I'm kind of glad I took that first step because um, otherwise I wouldn't be here today. Um, but yeah, then I started learning piano. Um, but I was kind of like singing on the side, singing like karaoke Taylor Swift in my room, kind of love of my life. Um, so then um, I was quite an emotional teenager for not no reason, just kind of who I was. Um, and obviously Taylor Swift kind of like being my biggest influence and she was like writing lots and lots about her own personal experiences. I was like, well, I'm going to do the same. So I just tried to like write a few songs together with the with my vocals which weren't great at the time and um my small amount of piano skills um and then i wrote my first song and i was like really proud of it and i was like loving songwriting so much so i just kept kept going and kept going and kept going and then um i picked up the guitar when i was about 14 i was taking classical singing lessons at that time which is far from country so not really sure what happened there but um yeah and then kind of put them all together and then life happened and I kind of had more important things to write about and then the first song I wrote was called Lady in Red and that was about a personal experience of mine and that was kind of the first time that an event happened and then I wrote a song about it um and then it kind of just changed the whole game I felt really really proud of this one song and I looked at all the other songs I was like what are they um but like you know as a songwriter you kind of write like 24 good songs to get one good song and that was kind of that moment for me um so then um 
I guess then I took it to um, Danny at Puzzle Mix Studios, Danny McMahon, who's also a great country artist now. Yep, um, he's also and... in the chats right now. I did. <laughs> and um, he, he was like, this is a great song. I was like, what, why were you too shy to play that to me like two weeks ago? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I was a shy 15 year old, not really knowing what I was doing. Um, so then we set to record it um, and then we wrote Positivity together and we wrote Define Me together, which is my debut single. Um, and then we released Define Me and that was my first like chart success, I guess. It wasn't like massive, but to me, like anything was a goal and I didn't expect anything. And then just seeing my name in the charts with George Ezra was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess, I guess it kind of started from there and I just kept writing music. Me and Danny have been co-writing ever since. Um, yeah, and I put out Magnetic and that got even further. And then my last EP went to number one. So it's just, <laughs> it's really crazy kind of where things come from, where things end up, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the last time you were on, you were either had just released or were getting ready to release Magnetic. Yeah. Um, I, I like the exact dates or so I, like, I just remember it was in May. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, after that you released Not Scared Anymore, which was the EP, yeah. which is your second EP that you've released, yeah. correct? Um, what was kind of the feeling of releasing an EP in the middle of a pandemic? Like you weren't, you knew you weren't gonna really be able to get out and play off this album but yeah. you still needed to get music out what was kind of the thought process behind um, um, there's there's two parts of that question answer in my head okay the first, the first one was i was terrified because okay. i've never done that before obviously like with um it's my time my debut ep i kind of had a chance to kind of go out promote it as much as i possibly could and all on my social media but I was like, how do I do this? But then luckily, obviously, Magnetic got released first. So that was kind of like my trial run, mm -hmm. I guess, in a way. Um, and seeing that get to number two and where it was, it was like, that was kind of an eye-opener for me. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I can't actually do this. Um, but also, um, during the pandemic, um, I was doing lots and lots and lots of live streams on different people's pages, my own pages, um, all that kind of stuff. And just trying to, like, push myself out there as much as possible and my following just kind of grew quite a bit. So then I was like, wow, okay, my name's actually kind of getting out there to where, I, to the people that I want to approach and the people that I want to know who I am, which is crazy to me. And then like when I did release Magnetic, it was kind of a, it was scary, but then like when it paid off, it was even better than I feel like it would have been if I was out gigging and all that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like I did all the hard work myself Mm -hmm. and like I didn't really have to like go out and do it I can just do it from my own home obviously I'd rather like do it the other way <laughs> I think everyone would but um yeah it was definitely a scary time I mean with Not Scared Anymore the song being quite an emotional song as well I didn't really know how that was going to translate um but I feel like it was a perfect time to release that song because lockdown has probably affected so many people's mental health at that time I feel like it was a really great time unknowingly really I didn't really think that when I was set putting the release date down for this EP that I was going to be in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. but it was and you just kind of had to make do with what's happened at the moment and I just tried to remember that and keep that in the back of my mind and then I was like it's a difficult time for everyone especially musicians and if I can just push myself and do the best that I can then that's kind of what that matters to me but the chart topping was just a bonus and it was incredible to yeah. 
witness it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So since we uh, since we didn't have you on for the release of the EP, I kind of want to sit on it for a minute and talk yeah. about it. Um, what kind of went into the process of the song selection for that EP? Like, did you already? Uh, did you kind of specifically write for the EP or did you already have songs that you kind of knew, okay, these three, four songs would go together and make a decent EP? Like what was kind of the process going in? So luckily I had like, I don't know, six, seven songs Mm -hmm. that I was kind of like, if I put any of these out, I'd be quite happy. Um, But um, the the weird, the funny one was Magnetic Mm -hmm. um, because the three songs out of our minds hold tight sit still and not scared anymore we've we've already written they were already down there and we already knew we wanted them on the ep and it wasn't till i would say a week before we were gonna record the last song not really knowing what the song was gonna be i wrote magnetic and i played it to the guys at puzzle maker studios and they were like this is great (laughs) like we need to record this now like out of the other songs that you've got this is the best one yeah so then that was kind of a out of the blue moment um, but then we put that one down and obviously released it as a single. So it was great. But yeah, there are a few songs that I still have in the bag that I haven't released yet and hopefully will one day. But I feel like as a songwriter, I'm developing my songwriting quite well. And I feel like obviously I kind of want to keep it fresh to like different EPs. But um, I guess you kind of got songs that you play live and songs that you release. And I guess they're always probably going to be live songs. Yeah. But um, does it mean that I'm gonna not going to record a cover of it on YouTube or post it on Facebook, you know yeah. what I mean? But probably won't be released officially, but they're definitely always in my repertoire, my bag. So yeah, I've got abs- them if I them. <laughs> Absolutely. And you never know running down or further on down the line where you're working on an album and one of those songs just may fit mm-hmm. perfectly. Even though you've been playing it for years, you know, it's... But then on the other on the other hand, it's always nice to have those live exclusives because it gives people a reason to go yeah. and see a play because it's like, oh, I really like this song that she does. It's not recorded anywhere, so the only way I can hear it is if I go see her live. Yeah. So, um, no, that's really cool. I, I'm really – I was really excited to, when I first heard that you were doing the EP and um, uh, for Not Scared Anymore – it it was I was really excited and I sat down and I listened to it and everybody at Puzzle Maker Studios was right I do think Magnetic is <laughs> which is why it, it's pro- which is why it's the single off the EP but Magnetic it's just I like I can't describe it, it I was I, like even before you jumped on here I was listening to it on Spotify as I was like finishing up some dishes and stuff like that and I was just like all right, yeah, that's that's a really good song. <laughs> Thank um, you. But so you have a new single that just started pre pre orders Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Um, I found me. Uh, what's kind of the story behind that song? Yeah, so um, Daddy and I actually wrote the song together as probably loads of songs in the past but um, I just really trust him with songwriting I feel like he just really really understands my music um, that I don't think anyone else really has but probably one day there will be someone else but um, but yeah um, we sat down with this kind of idea of um, just like being with someone and just kind of like forgetting the world and like like when you're with that person nothing else really matters um, 
and that's kind of the whole idea about it and just kind of like being free together and I get and the kind of hook line is because when I found you I found me it's like I feel like that person has kind of made up I get it's really hard to explain <laughs> that person is just like become a part of you and like you wouldn't have it any other way um and they've kind of add something to your life that you probably never would have had that's kind of like the idea behind it gotcha awesome and so that song releases on the 27th yeah. which is a semi or wait hold on that's in two weeks yeah, yeah. Little, i was sitting <laughs> no, here i was no. like wait a minute that's in two weeks i like pandemic has just completely morphed my yeah. entire concept of time and reality. <laughs> Yeah, like, how is it November already? It's really strange. <laughs> right, right. It, it really is. Oh, uh, so that, that's dropping on the 27th, um, which it, for any people in the U.S. listening, the day after Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> so are you ultimately working towards another EP with this single, or, like, what's the plan kind of moving forward? Yeah, so we do have another EP in the bag that is going to be released, um, but not till next year, um, oh. hopefully February time. Um, haven't got a set date for that yet, so hopefully look into that soon. But um, yeah, this EP is kind of another fun one. I feel like it's kind of different from Not Scared Anymore. I feel like it's a bit more mature for me. I feel like Not Scared Anymore was mature, but like I feel like this one's kind of a whole new level. <laughs> um and there's just so many songs i'm so proud of in that ep um and i had a um so there's one song called backroads which is going to be a duet um people probably have their suspicions who that person's going to be but i'm not going to announce it just yet um but i did write that song with danny again and um um a uk country songwriter called lauren campbell she she like helps massively with lyrics and she's like so smart and she kind of has like her ways of making things relevant it's just incredible and she also wrote Danny's latest single Best Worst Habit so I felt like it was kind of appropriate for us all three to work together seeing as we're all kind of got the same mindset in songwriting which is really nice um yeah and there's some other songs on there so I'm just going to say the track list I don't know because <laughs> why not yeah. so we've got a song called Told Me The Truth which is kind of like you've always wanted to be with someone but you never really realized it would happen until this point and then like it's kind of like never knew you wanted it to until you told me the truth like have they been hiding their feelings from you but you've just really wanted them to say it um and then we've got i found me as well which is going to be the single then back roads i said which is kind of like um it's like a breakup song but you kind of just want to like get back together and you kind of been apart for ages and you you both just keep thinking of that person and you're just like what would happen if we tried it again but like nothing really comes of it <laughs> but it's just kind of like a thought that I feel like some people have in a relationship that haven't really kind of been together in a long time and there's also a song called 30% Spirit which um, is the more emotional song um, of this EP um, I always feel like I have to throw an emotional one in there <laughs> because it's kind of my brand in a way with my mental health stuff um, so this song's kind of about um, alcohol and mental health and how they kind of team up together um so some people use alcohol to kind of cure the pain or he'll put a plaster over it um and just try and get through the day and it's kind of just like an outside perspective of that so we've got quite a few different kelsey songs in there yeah. I, I did feel like people aren't really going to expect what's coming which i quite like yeah um, quite un unpredictable for me but yeah it'll be fun
Nice. Awesome. That's really, you've been really busy this year, which is always <laughs> great to see, like, especially right now when everybody's kind of limited as to what they can do. Like, I mean, yeah, at various points throughout the year, you were had a little bit more freedom than other times of the year, but for the most part, it's been consistently, okay, I can't really, there, there's no live shows. You're not out doing live shows. You, you were doing the uh, virtual shows there for, um, but like that's mm-hmm. not quite the same as doing live shows because yeah. the setup is a little bit different. And then when you're done, you're just kind of done. You don't have to like drive an hour or an hour and a half back or, you know, like whatever, you know, so there's still more free time. So it's always great to see um, when musicians use that extra free time to write and create more content. Um, so same as the uh, previous EP, did you specifically write for this one or did you, um, was it have, or are you just like always continuously writing? I'm usually always continuously writing. Like in lockdown, I had so many co-writes with so many different UK country artists and I was looking through the list and some of them were like really, really close to being picked. And I was like, oh, I really like this one. I really like this one. But like, as a, with Puzzle Maker, I'm so, I love getting different people's opinions on different songs and be like, I'll just play like all the songs that I've got and be like, which ones do you think are the strongest? Which ones do you think will connect more with people? And those four were the ones that got picked. No one really knew who I co-wrote those songs with. It was just kind of like, I just wanted to be like a fair ball game of like, this, these are my songs, which ones do you like? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was again, like I was just continuously writing. Um, but 30% Spirit, I never thought that I wanted to release, which mm-hmm. is kind of a strange one. I feel like because it's quite a personal song and a personal topic to so many people that I feel like if you if you trip up like one step then it might just like be worse than you think. Yeah. But I was kind of like, well, this is a common issue that people do go through and I feel like it's not spoken about enough. And I was like I was trying to weigh up my options and I was like, I feel like I need to release like something in my gut was like, You need to release this song. I feel like people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like okay and and those guys love the song as well um and we kind of put like a traditional twist on it which when I was writing the song I never really thought about because obviously I'm quite a modern pop kind of girl but um that I feel like that song kind of like just needed the space to breathe and I feel like the guys just did an amazing job with the production on that song absolutely absolutely um what was it about I found me that you thought about releasing it as the single before the EP? Yeah, so this song I feel like is the most modern country Kelsey song, <laughs> I guess. I feel like it represents me and my that EP really, really strongly. Um, I just feel like that song, the, the chorus, thanks to Danny for the chorus, by the way, I'm not gonna take any credit for that, but the chorus is massive. Um, in terms of like melodies and hooks like I just feel like it's such a song that people can just like listen to and just kind of forget the world and I feel like in a way like it is quite relevant to people as well and I feel like people do kind of need to that song that can kind of just make them feel free and they can just like put it on in their car they don't even have to listen to the song if they don't want to just kind of like feel the feel the freedom and like just drive anywhere that you want and just like put that song on I just want I just wanted to release a song that people would really 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 enjoy um, at, but kind of be Kelsey at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like quite a lot of different things. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
And then do you have like plans or aspirations of doing like a music video for this single as well? Or is... um, so I've got another video in mind for the single, oh. but in terms of the EP release, there, okay. there might be. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so there's a little <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> gotcha. No, because I just thought I, I was watching the um, the magnetic music video and just mm -hmm. the candidness of it and just kind of the not serious, like the it, it's a serious song, but the not serious nature in which yeah. the video is kind of presented. It was just like, all right, that's really cool. And like, yeah. just like at the beginning when you walk in and then you do like this little <laughs> pose or something in front of the mic and say, okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, let's see where the, and so yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it, like, I mean, that, was pretty that was pretty much a pandemic project as well right um yeah, I, I mean it's quite hard to film a music video in lockdown situations but i felt like we were quite smart with it because like we were hearing about the coronavirus and we were hearing about pandemics locking mm -hmm. down and we just finished the ep is like the day before lockdown or two days before lockdown so obviously yeah. we won't be able to do any recording or anything then so i'm so lucky for that um so we were kind of thinking we were like why don't we just film all the studio sessions and just compile, pile them together and just kind of see if that creates anything. So obviously, I, I wanted to do a music video for Magnetic, yeah. but in a certain situation, I couldn't. Um, so I was try we were thinking that that would probably be the best option. So then I got some of the guys to film themselves from their home, which you can probably see uh, when they were in lockdown. I was like, can you just mime this um, over it so it looks like you're actually playing it? Um, yeah, and they did that. Um, we got it edited and I was so happy with it. Um, so yeah, and I, I didn't want it to be serious. I wanted it to like have a kind of like a lightheartedness because I feel like people do kind of want to see the behind the scenes of making a song. Um, I feel like that's something that especially the UK audience really, really gravitate towards. Um, so I thought that was quite a smart move. And then I also did the bloopers video of the <laughs> of the video. I haven't um, seen the bloopers video yet, but I can, only, I can only imagine. <laughs> I kind of wanted to keep the video light-hearted but serious at the same time because obviously it was the official video. Yeah. Um, but there are so many funny moments that I just feel like I couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I, I just compiled those ones like the funniest moments that I that I had on there, and I just kind of put them in. And I was like, hmm. in a way, I was like more happy with the bloopers video than the actual video. Yeah. I don't know. I just I'm. Just, I I love like my sense of humor is probably like the biggest thing about me. Like I laugh at anything, um, <laughs> when I find something really immature and silly, yeah. I it, you lose me. Um, I feel like the bloopers video was like a big thing of that, <laughs> and I, yeah. I and I edited it and I absolutely love love doing it. And I was just like looking through the footage, I was like, oh, I should do that again. But obviously, here we are, and we have. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I would love to see another music video of yours, especially if it kind of follows that same format of not of it being a serious song and being taken yeah. seriously but not being too serious yeah. if that makes any kind of sense yeah yeah i don't like to be serious it's not really my kind of vibe <laughs> i feel like everyone needs to have a good time i feel like if you don't love what you do then you're just doing it for a chore but like yeah. it's i don't want to do that I'd, i want to have fun in the process of making it and i feel like if you show that you're enthusiastic about what you do then people will um hop on board and enjoy it with you yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely and so 
that um, so you've got your single dropping at the end of the month, EP potentially fe- or February sometime, mm-hmm. a specific date to be determined. Um, so you've been staying busy with music throughout all of 2020, which is absolutely amazing. But what are you doing to kind of escape from everything to make sure that Kelsey is okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do try and allow myself time like sometimes it is like really really manic like at the moment it's quite intense obviously especially in the release period but I'm just trying to like have one day off a week um, where I do kind of have me time because I am a student at university and I do work a part-time job Mm -hmm. so with that included and my release it all becomes a bit jumbled Um, but um, but yeah I do try I mean yesterday I tried to bake a cheesecake and just didn't no. work no. <laughs> i had to buy one from um tesco and just put like the toppings that i was going to on top um so that was that was supposed to be kind of my downtime but okay. it didn't really work out <laughs> but i just ended up getting more stressed than i probably would have been anyway <laughs> but um but you know um i just like to just chill with my family and just like watch films and just kind of do like all like just nice things mm-hmm. um, I'd love to like be going out and just kind of like seeing the world and doing things, but yeah, obviously you can at the moment, but yeah, yeah. but it just makes next year even better. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of becoming one of those things where I I'm itching to travel, so I'm finding a reason just to make even like the shortest of trips. Like um, before, like before the pandemic, I would never really drive three and a half hours to go see a show. But yeah. next weekend, I'm contemplating driving three and a half hours to go see a show. <laughs> and it's yeah. just kind of like, it, do I really want to spend seven hours in the car to go see a 90-minute set? <laughs> and it, it, it's just one of those things yeah. where it's like, I just want to get out. Like, that that's all I really want to do. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, what uh, you said you like to watch uh, movies and films and stuff like that. What what's uh, been something you've really enjoyed watching this or recently? I guess we'll just say. I've got Disney Plus now, oh, nice. so that, that's that's my go-to at the moment. Um, there's so many good Disney films. I was supposed to be going to Disneyland at the start of this month, but then we like the quarantine and everything mm. just kind of got in the way so unfortunately not but we'll book it for next year so we can go um but yeah oh i lost my train of thought now <laughs> are you are you more of a fan of the disney channel original films like the stuff that would run on the disney channel and they'd come out like once a month or like the disney animated series or the pixar or the more recent marvel star wars I'm a big Disney princess girl. Okay. I'm be um, Disney Channel will always have a place in my heart because that's what I watched growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the High School Musical, all that kind of stuff. I'm a big lover of that. Um, but uh, I could literally just watch the Disney princess films all day. And another thing about that is like the like the score and the music in the Disney films are just phenomenal. Yeah. And like as a massive music theory nerd, mm-hmm. like all the different things that they do that like you just wouldn't hear normal people do it's just it just baffles my brain and then because i've got like a big sheet music book of disney music yeah. at home and sometimes i just look at it and just try and work it out on the piano but it's just like oh no it's really complex but like that, just, i just actually 
yeah. kind of surprised more musicians aren't into Disney in that way, just because yeah. like every movie, like all all their original stuff has some sort of a musical feel, score, scene, mm-hmm. sound. You know, they put a lot of emphasis in music. Yeah, yeah. Um, like as much as Frozen's like very childish thing like some of them the music in that those films are actually like really 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 good like as songs themselves yeah they're just incredible um but they're songs that i would like happily like release myself yeah. can't do that but <laughs> it would when, be fun to like even when i was growing up in the mid 90s disney introduced me to a lot of musicians that i listened to or that i started listening to like i remember when tarzan came out and Phil Collins had yeah. a track on there. And my mom's like, like, I mean, I think I knew who Phil Collins was before then, but then they, uh, they released the song on Tarzan and I actively started listening to Phil Collins and my mom would come in like, are you listening to Phil Collins right now? Like, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. You know, I, so it's uh, I'm exactly the same. Like strangers like me and you'll be in my heart are like my two, probably my top two Disney songs. Yeah. of all time like they are like incredible songs and i always say like when you'll be in my heart comes on like the middle eight in that song is like probably my favorite middle eight of all time yeah. like phil collins is like unbelievably talented and his songs are just incredible yeah. like <laughs> he he's a big one in the disney books for me yeah absolutely and then uh you know i'm sure there's a note well, what's the um guy that did the toy story theme song um uh, randy newman i almost called him ralph newman i don't know why (laughs) randy newman he was a the other one um yeah yeah disney just has always had like this interesting perspective on music and just kind of always incorporating it into their music or into their move into their movies um so yeah I'm, i'm kind of surprised there aren't more like disney nerds out there that are also musicians yeah i agree um But that being said, uh, what for, since you've had, well, obviously you've been working on your new music and doing part-time job and all that fun stuff. Uh, Have you kind of had an opportunity to challenge yourself during this time down, I guess, if you want to call it? Yeah, uh, my main thing for me was my guitar playing because before lockdown, that was a bit questionable. <laughs> um, but these live streams and like making sure I'm prepared for everything has been like a massive, massive help for that. Um, and I've actually quite enjoyed doing it as well, which is nice because sometimes like, you know, when you've got to try and learn something like repeatedly, repeatedly, sometimes you'd be, be a bit like, oh no. But um, I actually really enjoyed doing it. And actually my sight reading and my, um, on piano, mm-hmm. that was a big one for me as well. I, I really, really enjoy it. Some people hate sheet music. Some people hate all that stuff. But I'll happily sit in front of the piano for like, three hours and just like try and like work out a piece of music. I just find I just find it fun. But I find it like obviously it challenges me, and I feel like it kind of really helps me with my music theory and yeah. all that stuff. So it is helpful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it's for me like every piano player I've ever seen have always had like the cheap music or mm-hmm. sheet music like right in front of them so to me it was just kind of like oh that's how they play even if they're not even paying attention to it or whatever but yeah. um no it's really because piano is what you got started on right as um so that's really cool that you're still playing and 
um, still at, like, at, well, exercising was going to be the word I use, but yeah, you know, just kind of still practicing. Um, how have you ever thought about doing like a strictly piano album EP or something or? <laughs> I haven't actually thought about that but I feel like that would be quite cool yeah. I mean I do write most of my songs on guitar so I guess that kind of like that's the way it kind of goes but some songs I do write on piano and sometimes I do feel like a piano song would be really mm -hmm. nice but I feel like I need to write the like the perfect song for it yeah absolutely and, and it, it would be it, it would be a matter of you kind of stepping away like well not stepping away from the country genre but like just not well, yeah, just kind of doing something a little bit different and yeah. just kind of expressing yourself as a uh, as a musician, because I think that'd be really cool, especially since it was kind of like the instrument that got you into music. It'd be kind of a nice homage to yeah. your life. Right. So that'd, yes. that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we like to do on Live and Amplified is pass on knowledge to younger musicians. Um, so since you've been really busy during the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure we touched on this on the last podcast, but I'm going to ask you a different question. Um, as far as finding yourself creatively, because I've been talking to a lot of musicians, young musicians, and they uh, mentioned that they're having a hard time kind of finding themselves creatively at like, they want to be influenced by this musician, but everything they do just sounds like a direct ripoff, you know, just kind of finding, finding themselves. What advice do you have for younger musicians trying to find themselves creatively? The biggest thing for me, I would say is do you like, there's so many people that are influenced by certain things, which is great because so am I. And like, there's sometimes I want a song, I want to write a song like this song, or sometimes I want to write a song like this song. But I feel like as a younger musician, when you're trying to find your sound, trying to be creative, I feel like those influence will, influences will come to you because they are in your brain somewhere. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to write a song like this person, but the influences of what they may or may not do would still be in the song if you literally just focused on the song itself and what the song needs. Um, I just feel like you need to be yourself fully um, with songwriting um, when you start out because that is probably the biggest thing that helped me when I was growing up through songwriting. Like as I said, like when writing my first song, that was writing a song about a certain event that happened. And I didn't listen to any other influences. That was literally just me um my piano just like i'm gonna write a song and i feel like that's quite important just to listen to yourself listen to what you're coming up with in your head and not be like what would such and such do what would they do just like be like what what would kelsey do what would whoever do like what would you do and i feel like that's really important to remember absolutely absolutely um and then since you're still um because you released your first single in 2019 so yeah. you're still new relatively new yeah. i i didn't want to i wanted to make sure i worded it correctly <laughs> no, um, <you're> right. <laughs> what's been the biggest challenge for you as you've kind of been going through this process of releasing music and staying authentic to yourself um i guess the biggest thing for me is as I said, I need to listen to myself more, but 
in in my songwriting i am my biggest critic i will criticize myself for everything and anything that i possibly can and like i just get quite lost in it sometimes and that's probably a big challenge for me is trying to like break it down and just like get everything on paper and then like revisit it in like a week's time and be like okay this bit's not so great this is great um what can i do to change this bit for this to make sense all that all that kind of different stuff and just kind of like revisiting it and being like this does have potential but i need to change this 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 but sometimes you're not in the right headset to write sometimes you are and sometimes i used to put pressure on myself to make sure that i would write a song today but if you're not in the headspace creatively then it's not going to be very good and you're just mm. kind of wasting your time um, but yeah, and I guess um, growing up, like doing this um, and maturing as a as into an adult, I guess yeah. um, it's kind of like not trying to put too much pressure on myself because I am still quite young at the end of the day for what I do, and like not comparing myself to I don't know Carrie Underwood who's been doing it for I don't know like ten fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like that's a big thing these days. I feel like people do try and compare themselves to others and be quite competitive in the music industry. But if you focus on yourself, then you're going to get where you need to be. And I feel like if you're always trying to compare yourself to others, then you're always going to be behind them. And you're not going to move forward with what you want to do creatively and where you should be pushing yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then recording i found me in the middle of a pandemic and essentially a full out or full ep um is the is the rest of the ep already recorded or is it just i found me yeah so that's all recorded that's all ready to go um luckily we also did that like in that period of time where coronavirus was kind of being nice to everyone okay (laughs) um it was kind of like september october time where things were starting to kind of return back to normal and then obviously the second spike yep. and kind of ruined all our plans mm-hmm. um but yeah i'll definitely get back in there for the next one um and i just can't wait to do it all back again <laughs> do you have any um aspirations of doing like a full length album or do you kind of just like sitting on the eps for right now um i mean i've done three eps now so i guess it's quite um i'm getting quite on the EP train yeah. um, so I don't know whether I like I want to stick the singles I probably will do an album like maybe like next year the year after like that is like a big dream of mine just to write a full album and release yeah. it that would be like incredible to me <laughs> um, have to get songwriting right now though <laughs> but um, yeah that's definitely in the pipeline somewhere but I just need to make sure that my I guess my career is in like in the right place at the right time yep absolutely and need to make sure that you can actually get out and play shows and i feel like it's more important with albums to make sure you can go out and push it because obviously they are more expensive than eps yeah and obviously people are going to be quite subjective of what they put their money on you know at the end Mm -hmm. of the day but um yeah i mean i'm always thankful for the support anyway and i don't i don't think anyone does it for money but it's a part of it i guess it's it's one of those byproducts that need to happen so that you can keep doing what you love so exactly uh, no that's really cool um and then kind of moving forward you guys are currently on a less restricted you're on lockdown but not quite as bad as you were back in may when we originally talked um do you have any virtual shows lined up or what's kind of the plan moving forward 
I do have a few coming up in um, as like my releases building and building and just trying to like just get that out there as much as possible. I've kind of stemmed away from live streams, not because I don't enjoy them, but it's more because I'd rather be going out and gigging, obviously. Yeah. And it doesn't really kind of give you the same feeling. Like it's like when I was doing the live streams, I absolutely loved them and just interacting with people. And I feel like they're also really important because you kind of understand your audience and kind of what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, what kind of songs they are their favourites, everyone's got personal preferences, so it's quite nice to kind of understand your audience as well. Um, but obviously gigs, you've got the whole atmosphere there, and you've got like all that kind of stuff, and it's like, I remember Danny saying to me before, he's like, you just do a live stream and then you just close your laptop and that's it. Yeah. Like you just don't get like the aftermath of it, you don't like go driving home like three hours. Yeah. Um, and you don't just you don't really get that high from it that you would from a gig. It's just like, yeah, I've just done a live stream. Yeah. But like when you gig, you're just like, oh, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, I think it all has to do with like the feedback, like the direct feedback. Like, yes, on the live stream, you're getting feedback. People are saying uh, like, oh, I love that song or like doing the little applause emoji, you know, like or whatever it is. And which is feedback. Yes, that's great. But in the same vein of actually like going out to a live show, it's not in the moment feedback where it's like, okay, you just got done. Let's say you just got done killing magnetic, like you were in the moment and it was just like a great performance and the crowd really connected with it. And like, so they applause and it was just like a very in the moment reaction and it felt good. And then it just kind of builds on for the rest of the show in person like that it's a whole different experience but like on line doing virtual shows it's not quite the same experience completely agree so and also i have i've been to one gig um since like since lockdowns happened like actually like gone to a gig <laughs> yeah. um and i didn't realize how much i actually missed being there mm -hmm. like i knew i missed like performing myself but like i never really I, I obviously really enjoyed it, but it's like you don't really know how much you need something until it's taken away. Mm -hmm. And like being back in that moment, I was like, how have I gone without this for, I don't know, seven months now? Like it was absolutely, it was a really surreal experience and just like being there and feeling what I was feeling. I was like, you don't really get this feeling from anything else. Mm -hmm. And Ab it was just really nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're in the UK now do you have any plans or like, and I know we've talked a few different times about Nashville and that being a place that you enjoy going. If I remember correctly, I haven't actually been there, but no, you like, haven't been. Okay. It's my, like the, my ideal place. If I could go anywhere in the world. It, so is it like the hope and aspiration to like move there or just like go there once every once in a while and like record there? Like what's I'm not really sure like to be there would just be like incredible like but to move there is like something I haven't really thought about but like when you said it I didn't really hate the idea <laughs> but um, I just feel like it's such a nice community of people and mm. like for it to be in a city full of music yeah. and be in like UK Bristol where like the music seems big but like not everyone really understands it yeah and compared to Nashville everyone gets it everyone's kind of involved yeah it's quite nice yeah. The one thing that I really enjoy about Nashville, and I've only been there two or three times, but everybody I talk to says the exact same thing, where it's really community driven. Mm -hmm. And 
like once you kind of find your group of creatives that you write with that you like gig with like once you find like your group Mm -hmm. it's a completely different experience like like you can go in and start doing shows and um it's a great experience regardless but like once you kind of find your group and your play well not not find your place like that's a really weird way to explain it but you know once you kind of find your group yeah it it, it's like having a family almost so it's and whereas like the one thing i would say about staying in the uk is i've talked to a lot of really talented musicians in the uk and i'm really excited to see where like the country scene goes and just how it explodes over the next few years yeah just kind of just my my perspective on two completely different situations because it's like the uk you guys got your own country sound your own country feel and country means something completely different to you out there and then you got nashville doing like the traditional americana country style and so it's yeah but yeah it is different but it's also quite nice i feel like in the uk everyone's so like supportive of each other like even as artists on artists even as like i don't know for me personally i always like connecting with people that enjoy my music as friends mm-hmm. i don't really see i don't like the word fans and followers yeah. or any but i just i don't know it just kind of makes me cringe a little bit oh yeah <laughs> but I like but I, i'd rather kind of like get to know that person and be like great so look like why does this song connect with you so much like is there anything that's happened that like has made this song like really special for you and there has been like a few times um people have opened up to me about say why define me or not scared anymore is really important to them because they've gone through their own mental health troubles in life and those were the songs that really helped them and just to get to know that people really connect with your music and as I've written about with my personal experiences kind of like we're kind of on the same level with it and it's kind of nice as as a personal experience for me to find someone that gets it when people didn't really get it when I was going through it, it's really nice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, where can everybody find you online? Where can everybody find your music? You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so you, you can follow me on at Kelsey UK, and that's all the same on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can also listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all the streaming platforms that you have or you think I will be on there. <laughs> um, and also, I would really appreciate it if you pre-save and pre-order my new single. Um, as always, that's really helpful. Um, but the link will be in my social media if you if you want to do that. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Always a pleasure to sit down and chat with you. Anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome. Um, So thank you again for sharing your story and talking about your music. It's like, I felt even though I felt like I learned a lot today, just like (laughs) we had you on the podcast six months ago and I definitely learned a lot because that was like the first time we'd ever spoken. And then now, like even six months later, it's like, it feels like you're just going for it and i'm really excited to see where your music career goes and huge fan so once again thank you so much thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later thank you cool great stream is off